Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everybody to That's So Funny. I'm your host, Ryan Neal. This week, I had the pleasure of sitting down with one of my good friends, Brian Brown Dewan. He is a professional magic player, a pun king, and a advocate for wearing shorts year-round. He's not a fan of pants. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs. We talked about things ranging from football to Magic the Gathering to, you know, what game show he would be on if he could choose. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoyed recording it. See you guys on the other side. I don't know if you remember, but I remember the remember uh, remember the first time we met. Uh, it was actually at the 2011 States. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. If, I don't know if you can remember that far back because you're super old. But yeah, I, <laughs> I'm basically in the gra- like one foot in the grave. But... <laughs> um, it was when blue white hero blade hold decks were like the thing. I think I think there was like a sword, like one of the swords were in the in the series. Oh, sort, yep. of, sort of War and Peace, if I remember correctly. I remember it was when you first, I think, it was like you and Jerry were doing the Versus, if I remember correctly, and I remember going to States. This was like my first, quote-unquote, tournament, like big thing I'd ever went to, and you were there playing, and I remember like talking to you for the first time. I know that's that's weird that I remember that, but I, that's where I, I remember seeing you for the first time. Uh, and then... We we officially kind of like quote unquote met when we we were both working at Star City Games. Uh, I don't know however yeah. long ago that was. Do you? Uh, Probably like a year later, a year and a half later, something. Roughly, like that. yeah. And you would because you had started losing weight at that point too. You had like you had started you know the whole. I carried jerky and uh, almonds everywhere. <laughs> I think right. Yeah, so that started for me at the end of 2012. Okay, so. that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. So into into 2013 would have been. I think I worked at SCG from like late. I mean, I only worked there for like seven months because I I started off as like a sorter and then got into the customer service department and then I was like driving an hour to and from every day, to and from work every day. So eventually, I just started. I just missed too much work and they let me go. So okay, but yeah. Um, I had a similar, <laughs> similar experience with them, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's understandable. It's like they're a business, you know. You can't, whatever. But yeah. um, it's funny because I I remember meeting like you for the first time, but I don't remember meeting a lot of other players for the first time. I think it's because we probably have like consistently kept like like our communications up, whereas like yeah. other people, I just don't. I mean, I talked to some of my personal friends, Richmond and stuff. But even then, I don't talk to them very much. Um, <clears throat> one thing I do uh, love talking about, though, is football. I know you're a huge football fan. Oh, yeah. I'm curious. You're a Vikings fan. Die hard. Yeah. How did you, you... You grew up in Virginia. How did you become a Vikings fan growing up in Virginia? You were, you were also, like, super close to, like, Washington. Yeah, so... Um... My my dad actually, uh, he he's from Minnesota, and he's been a Vikings fan since they became a team in 1961. Oh my gosh! So okay, he's, he, he's like an an OG Vikings fan, I guess you could say. Um, so when I was a kid, I just rooted for the same team that my dad liked. Okay, that, that's that's the same for me. My dad's actually from Missouri. He used to be a okay. Kansas City Chiefs fan, and then he moved to Virginia. Like, I don't know probably in like the eighties. It was, it was in the eighties, a hundred percent. And he kind of like switched team because he was like, it's kind of weird being a chiefs fan when there's a team 
hours away. So he became a Redskins fan, and then, same as you, I followed his footsteps and unfortunately became a Redskins fan. So. Yeah, I was going to say, that was an enormous mistake. If, yeah. if he had the power of foresight, he would have never yeah. done that. If he yeah. could have just had someone whisper Mahomes in his ear, he would have yeah. stayed as far as a kid, uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan, man. He's like, I think I'll become a Redskins fan. All of a sudden, like, he just hears, like, Dan Snyder. Like, <laughs> whispered, right. like, around him. He's like, what? What was that? It's like yeah. in those movies when the house is haunted. You just hear, it's like, what? You turn around. You're yeah. like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> um, And you you recently went to the Monday Night Football game where it was it was a, it was a great game. They did end up losing. Um, yeah. And you went with Brad. And I, I know you had a blast. Do you think that was your favorite game you've gone to? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've been to games where the Vikings have won, but uh, n- nothing really compared to that game because all the other games I went to were Redskins games. and like <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you the, lived here. <laughs> I thought you were making a real- joke at first. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but no, you no, they, re- they really were. I, I, went to, I went to four Redskins games, and, uh, and they were all varying levels of sadness. Re- yeah. And I'm not even joking. No, I, I feel you on that. <laughs> One of the games I went to, the Vi- there were more Vikings fans than Redskins fans in the stadium, and it was in Washington. So. That's how all are. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. I-, I felt weird. I felt like I was like the home team or whatever. But uh, no, it was cool being there. I mean, there were a surprisingly high number of Vikings fans from like what I was expecting. Like I thought, like I'm gonna be the only one. I'm gonna get like heckled or whatever. Yeah, that wasn't the case. There, were, there were there was a decent number of them there, but. Yeah, stadium was like packed. Everyone was super loud. The atmosphere was really cool. Um, yeah, it was it was it was well worth it. That's awesome, uh, man. Yeah, it's way different than like one of the games that I went to. I think this was the game that. Uh, so I went to one of the Redskins games. I went to was the game where Adrian Peterson got injured for like oh yeah the season, and also their quarterback. I think it was Christian Ponder at the time. Yes, uh, he also got injured that same game. And the Vikings put in Joe Webb, their backup, and he, like, led them come from behind victory against the Redskins. And I just remember everyone in the stadium was just chanting, like, RG3, RG3. <laughs> like, trying to get that first draft pick for, our, for RG3. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, the Redskins have made so many mistakes. And, oh, like, yeah. and like you even said, it's, I think, honestly, a lot of it falls on Dan Snyder. It's... It's just been ran into the ground. I mean, I'm watching. I, I actually enjoyed watching the game. I watched the whole game uh, last night. I really enjoyed watching it. We lost, but we only lost by like five. And it was yeah. it was to uh, the Patriots. And I'm like, this was actually a fun game. Like the pack, the Packers. Right? Packers. Sorry, it was a, I, yeah. in my head. It was a P team. I was like, we played the Panthers the week before that, so it was the other P team. But no, um, yeah, it was the Packers. And- sorry. No one cares about the Packers. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really like the Packers. I love Aaron Rodgers. Mm. I wasn't sad. Um, we all we all have our uh, we all have our. <laughs> Wait, is he like in your division or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Oh, well, that's that's weird. Um, Strange. I know you play a lot of fantasy football. Do you? Do uh, you think you like fantasy football more than real football, or do you think it's a? like an additive effect, like playing fantasy football just makes real football that much better. It's kind of an additive effect, but it's also a subtractive effect sometimes too, where like, instead of just watching football for the enjoyment of the game, 
I'm kind of like rooting for weird incentives to happen. It's like, oh, it's like I really want them to go for two here, miss the attempt, <laughs> so that they're only up by three points, so that the other team can kick a field goal, the game can go to overtime, so that they can then throw a touchdown pass in overtime because I need this player to catch a touchdown <laughs> for me to win this week. Or it's you like know, just someone on your fantasy team is playing your team like you're, they're playing the vikings and you're like all right that person needs to score a touchdown but then i want the vikings to still win so <laughs> weird weird thing the vikings played the lions this week and uh one of my fantasy leagues i have kenny galladay one of the lions wide receivers mm -hmm. and i also i'm in a league where we we like um it's modeled after this like vegas thing called the super contest okay where they um, they put out every Wednesday, they put out lines on the games like, um, yeah, like plus you know, minus three or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. And, uh, you pick five games, so you get to pick which games you and you, you pick, you basically pick five teams and you choose whether you think they're going to beat the spread or not. So you get to pick which games you're, you're, you're like effectively betting on. And I picked the lions because the, the line was 13 points and I thought, I mean, I thought the Vikings were definitely going to win the game, but I thought it would be closer than 13 points. Definitely, yeah. So the Vikings are up 20 to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I need the Lions to score. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need the Lions to score to get it within 13 so I can at least push on this bet. And preferably Kenny Dolliday because I have him in fantasy. And they <laughs> yeah. did throw a touchdown pass to Kenny Dolliday. And I'm sitting here cheering. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like cheering against the Vikings. I'm like, what have what have I become? Like, it, it is it is an odd thing, but because like you kind of what you said, you're cheering against your team, but at the same time, you want them to win, and it's it's this weird mix of emotions and and this odd this odd series of events that has to happen for like your ideal play out, you know? It, yeah, I mean, I, I I kind of always just put like my own personal rooting interest ahead, or like ahead of fantasy. Yeah. So I'll always root for the Vikings over, um, you know, over team. fantasy interests. Like I, I was celebrating a Dalvin Cook touchdown a few weeks ago when I was, even though I was playing against him in fantasy and I lost. So yeah, but. I um, I'm the opposite because the Redskins are so bad that I'm like I don't give a I don't give a shit who scores against them. It's, it's like if you're on my fantasy team, go for it, man. Run six thousand like, yards. I don't care. You're like, all right, I'm gonna start every player who's playing against the Redskins this week. I mean, fantasy. honestly, man, that was actually like a legitimate uh play. Not all players, but picking up a defense against I wanna say it was either the Redskins or the Dolphins a few years ago that my friend did. He would just pick up and drop defenses every week, depending on who they were playing, like if they were playing one of those two teams. And every week, the, the the defense got like over ten positive points, like from the starting point, and because they would just get like interceptions, sacks, you know. The, the I think it was they he would do it for the Redskins because our O line was just, I think it was the either two years ago because our whole O line was injured, so it was like playing against a high school team. They would just run past them, get like oh, four I, sacks I, a game. I love that. Yeah, it's just like it's like. I'm just going to start no matter how bad your defense is. If you're playing against this team, I'm starting. Yeah. You. I mean, it makes sense. You're going to get, you're going to get guaranteed probably four or five sacks and then maybe some turnovers. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned like the Vegas odds and, you know, playing them odds and stuff like that. I know you're really good at magic, which for people that don't know, magic, the gathering requires a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, projecting and 
thinking lines of playthrough. So you have to play the odds and, you know, know what cards are in your opponent's decks. So it's a lot of math actually involved, in my opinion, for Magic. Um, if you could be on one game show, what would it be? Oh, man. Because um... I know you would pick one that were, you know, where you could kind of calculate the outcome a little bit, I, I feel. Yeah, so, like, I, I my like my initial answer was Jeopardy, just because I like that show so okay. much. But I wouldn't be good at it, so obviously I wouldn't want to actually choose that show. I'd probably lose. You, it, it would be cool to be on Jeopardy, but you wouldn't pick it if you actually wanted to win. Yeah, yeah. If I actually wanted to win, like, I would get annihilated if I was on Jeopardy. But, Fair. yeah, I, I just, I like that show the most. But I, I think... uh I think it would have to be be some sort of like wheel of fortune kind of show where there's like there's 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 kind of some sort of like calculation mm -hmm. math element to it would probably you, be like yeah it's ironic you bring up wheel of fortune did you see that a richmond magic player recently won like sixty thousand dollars no i didn't who was it uh jamie ellis Okay, I, I that name sounds familiar, but yeah, he he's he's like one of the more prominent Richmond players. He, uh, I saw I'm in like one of the Facebook groups, and I I saw like all these people posting like, oh, he's the Will of Fortune champ, and I'm like, oh, they must have done something local. Nope, he was on Will of Fortune and won like I think it was like sixty grand, like wow. won the game and then won the final puzzle, and I'm like, wow, dude, <laughs> kudos. That's to pretty you, insane. Man. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was well, I was crazy that you said Will of Fortune, but. Uh, I was I was thinking you pick like something like deal or no deal where you can kind of play the odds and kind of gamble at the same time. I do I do enjoy that. Yeah, I I think that one might just be too uh, like it, it kind of feels like too much of a high variance like one and done type thing. But it is because I've seen games where they, the person gets offered like three hundred grand and they deny it and then they open a case and it's like oh that was the million. Uh, here's ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Like, <laughs> could you imagine like the woes of like being offered 300 grand denying it like pushing it back and then <laughs> losing it all it's got to be just a gut-wrenching feeling oh yeah that that's just so absurd to me because like you, you just have to accept that you know what i'm saying like you just take what the what what the best thing you can get is you know i, I don't I yeah take... i think a lot of people that go on there don't play the odds they 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 always think they have the million, you know? And I'm like, no, there there are like nine cases up there. You have one. The odds are not in your favor. Take the money. Oh, yeah. Pe people just get like the superstitious aspect. They, they, there's just so much superstition and stuff and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So you recently, uh, you recently turned me on to this TV show called True Detective, yeah. and I loved it. I, I've only watched season one still. I haven't watched any season. But... You think crime and mystery is your favorite genre for TV shows or movies, or would it be like? Uh that's a good question. I don't know for sure. I I, I really like crime and mystery a lot, but I can also I also kind of get like, um, I don't know what the word is like burnout. Yeah, like burnout on it. Like it's kind of like if you listen to uh, the same song over and over mm -hmm. again on repeat, you, then you just don't really want to listen to it anymore. I do that so often. Okay. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> oh, but, but I love this song. Play it fifty times. This song sucks, man. What the? <laughs> yeah, that that's that's exactly how I feel about like, crime and mystery. Where it's like after a while, I kind of get tired of it. But um, I I do I do love like 
I love anything that makes you think or that where you are trying to piece oh, together what's happening. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like crime and mystery. Like, I, I don't know if you've been watching uh, the new Watchmen show. No, I think you tweet about it a lot and it, it intrigues me. I was actually reading that thread earlier uh, where people were saying, you know, I felt like you had to kind of know some stuff going in. Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, maybe I'll just kind of read up on it, kind of get an intro to Watchmen because I've watched the movie, but that's the only Watchmen content I've consumed. Yeah, so there's it's not there's not actually a lot in the watch like like there's the the movie which is a which is like there's the graphic novel Watchmen yeah. which the movie is based off of um and that that's really all you need to know going oh, into okay. the show. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I Yeah, if you've seen the movie, the only thing you need to know is that the ending of the movie is different than the ending of the graphic novel and the show picks up off of the ending of the novel, not the movie. Oh, okay. Um, because the yeah, that's the only the movie ended with Dr. Manhattan, <clears throat> what, blowing up everything? I can't remember. It's been... Yeah, so, but yeah, the movie ended with, um, like, Adrian Veidt, uh, Ozymandias... Um, Dying, yeah. Well, he engineered... Well, no, he engineered the, like, the bombs across the world made to look like it was Dr. Manhattan. <clears throat> That's but, right. Uh, but, but it wasn't actually Dr. Manhattan, and that was the ending of the movie. But the... The ending of the book is is different, and, okay. and like it, it's not super different. It's the same general concept. It's just different execution on it. Um, but yeah, then the show kind of picks up like thirty years later. The show picks up in two thousand nineteen. Oh, okay. Um, and the movie is like set. I think nineteen eighty five is when the movie is set. <clears throat> uh, so I think it was yeah, the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's like thirty years later, and it's like it's really interesting because the world is way different. It's like how how you would imagine the world would be different if, like you know, Doctor Manhattan actually existed, or all this other stuff had actually happened. Um, have you? So it it's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you watched The Boys on Amazon? I have seen that. Yes. Yeah. I really liked that show and how they kind of showcase like you know social media and all these things and how that whole force would try to intertwine itself with superheroes. And I thought it was very interesting the way they went about it. Yep. I did too. I, I, I thought that show was really cool for that aspect for sure. Um, it was, it was super dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very dark. I, I like it. It, was, it was good, but man, it was, it was dark. Um, so it's funny, but you really like the Watchmen. Is this the first season of the show? It is right. It is, yeah. I don't know if they're planning on making more seasons. I, I think it's like almost like a self-contained thing. Oh, okay. Um, I imagine if it's, I imagine because it's being really successful and people really like it, they'll probably make future seasons, which will probably be way worse. Um, yeah, I could see that. But, but yeah, it's 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 great. But I love the model of how they do it. Like they they give you all this information early on throughout the series, and you don't really know what it means. And as the show goes on, they kind of reveal to you what all that earlier information means. Yeah, I love that. And mm -hmm. it's really, I, I love that style of storytelling. It kind of feels like, even though it's not a mystery, it kind of feels like it's a mystery. Yeah, kind of like a Sherlock episode where it's like, you know, you get presented this stuff and you're like, I don't know what to make of this. And then it slowly starts to make sense and kind of all comes together, you know, at the end of the episode or in this sense. This yeah, and I and, and I really like it because it's like you you come up with like like I like to I like to watch shows that make me think about things. Like and, Black Mirror. Gosh. <clears throat> oh yeah, exactly. That's that's like I love Black Mirror for exactly that reason. Like you think about like 
wow, like how would I react if that was like the way things were or whatever. But I, I just love that the show, uh, like it gives you this information and you're like thinking you're like, oh, I bet this is like connected with this or whatever. And you like come to this conclusion. And then if you're proven right, you're like, wow, I'm so smart. <laughs> you feel great. Yeah. And if you're proven wrong, which is was the case for Watchmen, there were a lot of the things that I thought were the case were not the case at all. Um, they do it in such a cool way that you're like, oh, wow, that's really awesome. I don't even feel stupid. You know, you don't, they don't make yeah. you feel stupid. Yeah. They just make you feel like, wow, that's a really interesting story. That's not what I expected. Cool. I really, I, re- I do enjoy that. And I do, I, I'm actually going to put that on my watch list now. <laughs> um, oh, <yeah. laughs> um, just for you. But anyways, uh, yeah, Black Mirror is another a show that makes me, I, I don't, I, I have family and friends that will watch it. And they're like, oh, I don't like that. It's, it makes me sad. And I'm like, I think that's the point, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's not supposed to be this, you know, happy show where it's like, oh, everything worked out because that's how life is i mean everything doesn't doesn't always work out and i think one thing i really like about black mirror is kind of what you were saying but it's in a reverse aspect is like black mirror shows you this alternate future and then you get to relate it back to your real life or like back to like the you know the the reality we live in now and you're like oh that that the idea of that exists you know that technology may not exist but uh, like the history of you, uh, with you know, like where you record all the memories and stuff. Yeah, I, I actually just rewatched that literally last night. I'm not even joking. Yeah. yeah, it's only it's it's one of the best episodes. It's and it's just so truthful because humans are obsessive creatures, and we would obsess over you know memories and and events like that if we could replay them perfectly in our head. You know. Yeah, like the 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 main character of that episode is kind of an asshole, but yeah. He, he 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 ends up get, getting proven right on his hunch and and like you watch that episode and you think like i would do exactly that same thing like i would maybe not be such a dick about it but i would do exactly what he's doing there well and like, the, the i the, the the great thing for me is that if you think about it he could have been happy he could have like if he if that technology didn't exist he probably would have he wouldn't have been able to prove it and it, right. likely he would have just let it go and lived his life with this woman and his daughter, well, <laughs> a but, daughter, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quote unquote, his daughter. But it's like he could have been happy, and it's, it's like that's what I love about the show is they always relate it back to that technology and how it just ruins lives. <laughs> and I know yeah. I'm laughing, but it's it's just it's just the the irony of it is so great. I love it. Well, I, I, honestly, I kind of feel that like even with our current day, like I, I know we've talked about this before, but like. Uh, social media you know it it, there's so much value in social media you get to see all these things that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. otherwise see you get all this information you wouldn't otherwise get like you get cool con people are creating content all the time you can see that all kinds of stuff but like i often have have felt that my life would just be better if it didn't exist well kind of what you're kind of what you're saying you get to see everything so it's, it's not always positive you get to see every toxic comment some you know, and whether they're being serious or not, you still get to see these toxic comments, you know, people being yep. assholes, yep. and it, it sucks, man. Like, I mean, you can you can definitely attest to this. I've seen a lot of streamers. I know you're not the biggest streamer, but you're an entity in a big world. You know, you're a pro Magic player, so you know, being able to see all these trolls that are like, "You suck, you suck, you suck," I, 
it ha people don't understand how much that like wears down a person even though they're no one it's still like you hear it all the time you know yeah it's it, it's weird like people people don't uh like taking the big picture i feel like they're they kind of taking a thing in isolation it's like oh it's just one comment brush it off you know but when it becomes pervasive and it's just constant it, it it's slowly like i i think of social media as like slowly eroding away at you you just see like negativity 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 like uh some horrible thing happening some horrible thing happening some horrible thing yeah. happening and it's like the one like the person who's posting that horrible thing they're trying to raise awareness for it and it's like yeah that's that's probably a good thing like this isn't like this is something bad something should be done about it that person's not doing anything wrong by raising awareness for it like they they're probably doing something right but, but now it's in your head but like when you see yeah but like and, it, and it's it's not you can't pinpoint any one like person or any one issue or whatever but when that's all you see is like all that kind of like like horrible stuff happening in the world or um like people just like treating each other poorly all the time or dragging each other down or whatever it is it just like it slowly erodes away at you like over a long period of time and it just like i felt like my outlook on life was just completely changed from it which you know, I, could, I, I can't say that. it was like this the one thing made me all of a sudden change my viewpoint on stuff, but it just over time it eroded it. Yeah. I I agree wholeheartedly. It's one thing that's crazy for me is I, I saw an analogy one time. I don't know who made it, but they were like, imagine, you know, 50 years ago, you were the best basketball player in your in your town or something, right? Yeah. And they were like you couldn't immediately know that there was someone better than you, like just two towns over or something like that. You had to like figure it out and you may maybe play one another or something like that. And it's kind of true that they were talking about content creation and how streamers compare themselves to one another because it's like you could be doing great, but you instantly look at someone else and you see that they're doing better. So now you think you're trash. You think you're bad. And it's like, what if you know, LeBron James, you know, or whoever, let's say constantly did that when they were, you know, coming up. I doubt LeBron James ever had that problem because he probably was the best, but you <laughs> yeah, know, he other... just was the best at all points <laughs> of time. So, right. yeah, no. yeah. But imagine like there's someone who, you know, got to that point where they're just constantly comparing themselves and you, you have access to that, that medium, you know, of Twitter or whatever it may be, YouTube. And you see that, you know, or like someone looked at LeBron James was like, I'll never be that good. So they just stop playing. It's 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 all these negative things that social media does and the internet in general has on people. I think, like you said, it wears down on you. And I, I am a person who does. I'm like fifty fifty. I think as much positivity as there is on social media, there's a lot of negativity, just because of our our ease of access for information. I mean, it's just it's weird because you can kind of like what you were saying is like. You can find out someone died, you know, whenever, like, 10 seconds after they died, you know, or whatever. It's. Oh, yeah. You get it's immediate information at your fingertips. Yeah. And it's like sometimes like, man, I just didn't need that today. You know, I, I could have just I should have I just stayed in my house or just should have just, you know, stayed off my phone or whatever it may be. And had a, and had a more positive day or, you know, it's weird. Um, yeah, It's like the the whole like. One of the things like that I uh, that I kind of have wrestled with a lot 
um is it's just like the whole like ignorance is bliss type idea mm-hmm. where it's like it's like i might be happier if i didn't know that this thing existed but at the same time then i would be living my life in ignorance and it's like the question is like would you rather have the knowledge and be less happy for it or not have the knowledge be more ignorant but be ultimately like happier as a result of that ignorance i don't really know the answer i don't know if there is a correct answer but i don't think there is i think it's i think sometimes you want you want both you want sometimes you wish you were ignorant you know and blissful and then other times it's like no i wouldn't ever want to be like that because it's not there there is a positive i think to both i mean it's funny you bring that up i know your favorite movie is the matrix and oh yeah uh the one of the antagonists from the first movie cypher says that exact quote ignorance is bliss and it's weird because he wanted to be plugged back into the matrix which is like an insane thought but it it, it's like you after so many rewatches i i kind of felt his you know his uh his desire it's like i understand it's like you you got woke up and he came, I think he said something like, I didn't ask for this, I think. And it's yeah. like, living in the Matrix is so much better because you get to live this blissful life and not have to know of like all this bad shit that happens in the real world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, like, that's a, that is like a really good analogy. And, and, and it's like, I feel like we, like, a lot of people will watch that movie and we're just like, oh yeah, like, I would take the red pill. I would... I would be like the badass that uh, Keanu Reeves is, uh, ne- like as Neo or whatever. But in reality, I, d- I don't even know. You know, like it's hard to say. Like, would we actually do that? Like, I, 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 I couldn't say whether I would take the blue pill or the red pill if I was given that like situation. You know, it's, it's a weird, and he he's also in a weird position when he's offered that. He's basically told like, oh yeah, this world that you know, is fake, and it's. Yep. I've seen tons of theories where it's like when he takes the the pill, he actually wasn't in the Matrix, and then he started living in the Matrix after that. And I was like, that's kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> I, I love all the theories surrounding it. It's, but yeah, it's ignorance is something that it's well, it's funny because I have people in my real life who I don't want to say they're stupid. But they're very, <laughs> they're not, they're not dumb. They're not stupid. I, I, that would be mean and incorrect. But they yeah, are, yeah. they are like kind of, they're naive. They're naive sure. and yeah. they're, you know, kind of ignorant of the real world. So, but they're, they're typically more joyful than most people. And I'm like, man, that's kind of actually kind of a nice, a nice thing, you know? It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely an interesting thing. I I think the one thing that like kind of pushes me towards preferring, like uh, preferring the knowledge aspect over the ignorance aspect is sometimes like one person's ignorance can uh, like, even though you might be happier being, uh, you know, like your own in, living in your own ignorance, it can sometimes negatively impact other people's happiness. Definitely. Like if you're, if you're ignorant of the way things actually are or whatever. So yeah, I feel, it's it's funny. I've talked about that before. Um, how people who are ignorant of like other cultures and you know just other people in general, they tend to have like pretty narrow-minded viewpoints of the world. So it's like, yeah, you know, ignorance is nice sometimes, but to your point, sometimes it 
it does affect a person negatively and makes them a worse person. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. So what do you think uh, about this uh, new Matrix movie that got announced? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I really have no idea. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely go go and see it, but uh, who knows? Like, I I I thought the original Matrix. I mean, it's it's my it's my my all time favorite movie. It was definitely a great movie. I think, almost objectively speaking. Yes. Um, but like the you know the sequels were not not quite as good. I I thought the second movie was really good. Actually, still I really, really liked that movie. that's my least yeah. favorite one. I hated that one. Oh man, I Dude, loved it. Like, the scene where he's in the park and the first time you get to see all the Mr. Smiths, it made me want to gouge my eyes out with how bad that CGI was. Because oh, like, because okay, yeah. I mean, they I'm like, this looks like some PS1 graphics. What is happening right now? You know, if you want to get your mind truly blown, um, <laughs> there's a part in that uh, sequence where he knocks down like a bunch of Mr. Smiths and it the sound in the background is the sound of bowling pins being knocked yes, over. Yes, I know. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So cheesy. So bad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like, how did you come from the first Matrix, which was this? I mean, I understand how it happened. It, it was, This is a more rhetorical question, but like, how do you go from that? You know, the first Matrix being the this groundbreaking, you know, movie to this where it, I think the second one, in my opinion, was worse than, than the third one because it, coming off of the first one, it's like, man, that's so hard to follow. You know, it's like it just did not meet the bar in such an epic way. So the third one was set up well to be an okay movie. I don't think the third one was that good. It was okay. I also felt like the 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 third one was trying to wrap up all these loose ends that the second one brought up, and I'm like, man, you guys. Because they created like five different like uh you know scenarios that we had to follow simultaneously, and I'm like, man, you guys really are just stretching it out right now. Oh yeah, oh for sure. I I, I don't think like the second one it was like a good movie by like I don't know you know like critic sense uh-huh. of 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 movie going. I just thought it was a de- like I just liked the action sequences in it. That's like, fair. I will say that's one thing I did like about the second and third one. That's also another reason I like the Star Wars prequels, not more than the original. But I like them because the combat gets better. Yes, it like, definitely does. The first yeah. Matrix they were still kind of figuring a lot of things out and then cuz the first Matrix came out in 99 and then the second Matrix came out in 2003, I believe. And um yes, I want to say it was yeah, I think it was that. I, I know the first one was 99, I can't remember. I think it was around then for the second one, yeah. Matrix 2, yeah, came out in 2003. And okay. they had a lot of time I think to understand that what made Matrix 1 so good was a lot of like that kung fu sci-fi, you know, like digital world feel. And like in because in two he gets to fight the the he fights the Asian guy I believe that is the guardian of the Oracle. Uh, let's see, I can't remember, but yes, probably. <laughs> I think he I think he fights him in the same like room or whatever that he fought Morpheus in in the first one, where they like they kind of like tested their abilities versus one another. I yeah. think I think so. I can't. It's been a minute, man, but. Yeah, I was trying to look up information on the fourth one when they announced it, and there's, like, nothing on it. 
all they announced was that the uh you know Keanu Reeves and the chick that plays uh Trinity and the uh Wachowski sisters are both are both back. Dude, I love every movie the Wachowski's put out. Not not like What else have they done? Movie. So they did V for Vendetta. Very good, yeah. Um, and then they did a movie called Cloud Atlas. Have you seen Cloud Atlas? No, you mentioned it to me, and I have yeah. not watched it. Am I? It's, does Cloud Atlas have Tom Hanks in it? Am I thinking of the wrong movie? It does have Tom Hanks in it. Yes. Okay, I remember seeing the trailer for that and being so lost. But granted, I think I was like sixteen when Cloud Atlas came out. Yeah, I I don't think that there's a way to not be lost while watching Cloud Atlas. Like it took me multiple viewings. Oh my god, Cloud and... Atlas came out only seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long ago actually. But okay, so give me, me a a non spoiler synopsis because I will watch it now that you've spoke so highly of it. Okay, so it it is a movie that takes place over like six different eras of human history some of them are in the past some of them are in the future and it's the same characters playing roles in in these different periods of time um and so you get to see like i i don't know there, there's some some like sort of like overarching theme about how like um i don't know if it's like a reincarnation theme or whatever it really is but it, it's it, like the overarching theme is about how like interconnected we are between like different eras and stuff. Like there's some connections between uh, all the different stuff. Like one, like the oldest story is like a ship's like a like a ship story from like the 1800s of people on a boat, and um, so one of the guys on that boat like wrote a journal, and then in one of the later stories, like one of the characters like has that journal, and it like kind of gives him uh what's what's the word like uh not motivation insight? but it gives him insight yeah it gives him like insight for his like creative stuff that he puts out you know it's that kind of yeah so it's it's kind of like that but i i just love the movie because all the stories are just really good like there's just i think it's six stories maybe it's five stories but they're all really cool stories and um yeah, and then there's like some like kind of grand overarching theme about like the interconnectedness of it all, which that I I kind of that got lost on me, um, and I think that's why it didn't get great critical reviews. Um, but yeah, it's just a great, it's just a really good movie, I think. Okay, I'll definitely check it out. So I looked up, um, I just I literally just pulled up the Wachowskis. They also mm -hmm. did Speed Racer, which was very interesting i didn't like it i don't think it was that good it was okay i liked did you ever watch it speed racer with uh i think his name is email hirsch yeah email hirsch no i haven't seen it no it's it's a very uh it feels i mean it's very close to the cartoon and it was it felt kind of like japanese anime-esque okay. it, it was it was very interesting um, but they also did Jupiter Ascending, which is another one I've never watched, but I think Jupiter, I think Jupiter Ascending, yeah, with Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis, uh, sci-fi, I, I wanted to watch it, I never, ha I never got around to it. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. yeah, but V for Vendetta, man, I think that's probably the one that comes closest to the Matrix as, like, just solid 
you know, objectively good movie, you know? Oh yeah. Just, I, I, I also love Natalie Portman. So yeah, true. She's the best. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of like partial towards anything that she's in, you know, like star Wars episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Just star Wars kidding. fan at all? Uh, sort. Yeah. I mean, I would consider myself like a, a star Wars fan, but not like, I'm not like one of the people that's like, you know, we need to boycott Star Wars because of Episode Eight or whatever. Oh god, like, neither am I. I'm. I think me and you. I'm probably. I probably lean a little bit more towards a fanatic or a fan or whatever, like liking the series. I lean towards more towards that side. You know, because like there's in the middle, there's the indifferent people who are just like eh, you know, and then there's people that yeah. don't like it actively, and then there's people that like it. I I'm like a little bit leaning towards the liking side of the middle because I mean, my, I grew up my with my dad. He always had them on, and then. I, re- I remember going to see episode one in the theaters. Uh, I also saw that movie in the theaters too. I mean, I, it was at the time I, it, it was, you know, amazing to me. Cause I oh. was a child and same. I was yeah, like, same. I, I mean, was like, I could be Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was also a child. I mean, that movie was made like George Lucas said he made that movie for kids. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, I was also a child when it came out. I also love that movie. I've watched that movie like thirty times, but they were all when I was a kid, and it was great. Yeah. Uh, actually, not gonna lie, I like two and three. I and I love the Darth Maul lightsaber uh, fight scene from one. Yeah. And then two and three had really sick lightsaber fights and stuff. Two, I think, is probably the worst one in my opinion. I think two is the worst one as well. Yes. But three was actually decent. I mean the. Honestly, man, three I think has the best lightsaber fight scene out of all of them. The Anakin Skywalker Obi Wan fight, the high ground. I fight. mean, yeah. it's just a really good fight, and it, it I think it showcased those characters so well because Obi Wan is like this inherently good being, and then yeah. Anakin, you know, lets that that rage and darkness overtake him, and you get to really see it there because. You know, Obi Wan get he he gets the like you said the high ground and then doesn't kill him, and then he 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 still doesn't kill him. He just chops off his arms and legs. <laughs> you know, so it's like, like I'm just gonna maim you really hard. Yeah, I mean, he still loved him. I think it's like I don't know. It was it was a very good scene. I'm I'm excited for the new Star Wars movie coming out because it's the it's the end of the series or this saga. Yeah, and I know it's gonna be super emotional for me because. Like I said, it's very nostalgic with me and my dad. And like, my dad, uh, he was telling me the other day that, uh, right, I asked him, I guess, uh, you know, it's been 42 years. Yeah, 42 years since the first one came out. Damn. Yeah, which is crazy, right? And he, that's I, a long time. He told me he remembers like going to see the first one came out and he would just buy a ticket like Saturday morning and just stay in the theater all day and watch it over <laughs> and over. Because he was like, you would. Ne- he's like, they had never done anything like this. He's like, it was. He's like, it was like the most revolutionary thing I've ever seen. He said that in the Matrix, ironically enough, were like the two most like groundbreaking movies I've ever watched. Yeah, that that's the one thing for sure about the Matrix too. Is just at the like nowadays, like people watch it and they're like, you know, kids watch the Matrix and they're like, yeah, whatever. Like I've seen the. <laughs> it's like yeah, but you don't understand before. in the theater when he dodged those bullets, people lost their mind. That that scene where like he like puts his bag through the metal detector and it like goes off and it's just full of guns or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's the most and, badass thing ever, man. 
yeah at the time we're like they're running up walls and stuff and like doing all these crazy flips like that at the time was so insane like the the slow motion where like it stopped and like the camera would pan to, around mm-hmm. them oh. like all that yeah but no i i i, I kind of I, I love star wars but not in like uh like i don't think that like i think they're like good movies but i don't think they're like anything like great and and like you like yeah like the original star wars movies were were certainly revolutionary but i you know i came in you know 10 years later 15 years later or whatever miss you know 20 years later i guess what whatever it was but um like like my favorite star wars movie is episode seven one of the like the first of the new new batch yeah and like i feel like i feel like a true star wars fan you know quotes would mock me for that but I think, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I wouldn't blame someone if they chose Seven as one of their favorites. Seven's my second favorite. And the only one that beats it out for me is Empire Strikes Back. Just because I've watched it so many times and I think it is just like this super solid movie. You can, I think you could honestly almost watch Empire Strikes Back and it alone, as a standalone, and it'd be just a solid film. But no, I'm, I'm with you. Episode Seven, I love, man. I think it's, People, people. I think honestly, true Star Wars fans gave it so much crap because it was just a remake, quote unquote, of a New Hope, and people were like, yep. "Oh, you just remade a New Hope." I'm like, "What do you want? Like, you love this movie. <laughs> like, what? What do you want? Do you like? It's like then then you, people have, then they got the Last Jedi, which was nothing like we had seen before, and they lost their minds and hated that. I'm just like, you guys can't be happy. That's why yeah. I, I, I hate fans, man." same i i really i i do kind of hate fandom things i feel like they ruin a lot of things that I, that i that i genuinely really like like all, all the time but yeah I, I know i'm with you on that one like i, I actually think a new hope really sucks yeah it's um, it's I, very slow it's kind of boring i mean yeah, I just, it's nostalgic I it's a- for me but it's not overall that nothing happens in it it's just them walking around and talking a lot yeah, I think it's like I think it's like one of the worst Star Wars movies. Like it, it's way, like people have it pretty high up there. Um, like I, I'm with you. I think I think uh, I have I have Empire Strikes Back as number two for me, yeah. behind behind number seven. Um, but I, I have a New Hope like even below a lot of the prequels that people despise. Um, I wouldn't put it so, below yeah. the prequels just because I do feel like they did a good job of storytelling in it. It just was very lacking in the action and. And and the things that I love about the prequels and the new episodes, you know, that's that's one thing I think. I think that's kind of what you were saying is why Seven is so good. It's a remake of New Hope, but it's got great action. It's got really good lightsaber fights in it. I was actually more emotionally attached to these characters, like at the end of Episode Seven when uh, Finn. I can't. I'm gonna call him John Boy again. I'm like that's not. That's his real life name. Finn is fighting uh, Kylo Ren and he's like defending uh, Ray. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is, this is, I love like that, you know, that he kind of like loves her or has like a connection to her. And he's like, he's like risking his life and he's never used a lightsaber <laughs> before. Yeah. But yeah. So I do have a question kind of related to this. You mentioned fandoms. Someone that I follow on Twitter. He's a streamer. He recently posted this. He he's like a young guy. I think he's like twenty five ish. I, I want so he's younger than us. He hates Star Wars, and he was being funny. And he like he made a tweet that said Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, 
all Marvel movies, the Dark Knight trilogy, and Transformers were all better than Star Wars. And if you would rank those in your like from your favorite to least favorite. All right, so it was it was it was Lord of the Rings, Transformers, Harry Potter, the okay. the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Okay. And then like all Marvel movies isn't really that fair because Marvel is just like it, but he put all Marvel. Movies. So we'll say Marvel and then uh Star Wars and if I didn't say it Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. Uh I'm going to have to probably say Marvel's number 1. Okay. Um I just think that they've knocked it out of the park with with too many of those movies to not be number one, even though uh, some of them weren't, you know, is insane. I, I would put Lord of the Rings number two. Okay. Uh, I love Lord of the Rings. Huge Lord of the Rings fan. Um, let's see. Number three. What? Let's see. What else? What, what was on the... Oh, I'm going to go with the Batman trilogy as number three. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Star... Dark Knight was... In- so I don't blame you. I actually have a really uh, hot take regarding that. You don't which... like it? Don't tell me you don't like it. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm okay. Not say that. I thought Dark Knight was really good. My hot take is that I think Batman Begins was the best of the three. Okay. Well, you're still wrong, but <laughs> I it's more acceptable than just not liking it. Man, <clears throat> Batman Begins was good, but dude, the Joker, man? Oh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm going to let you ride solo on that one. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All opinions of BBD are at BBDs and his alone. Please do not associate that with a pun. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I, I like Batman Begins too much. I just, I thought it was such a good movie. It was um, good. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I put that number three. I put Star Wars number four. Okay. Uh, what were the remaining ones? It was Transformers. Harry Potter and, and Transformers. Is that it? Just those two? Yeah. Okay, so I put Harry Potter at five and Transformers at six. Okay, that's that's understandable. I yeah. mine would I, I at the time when I first saw it. Now I first saw it two months ago. Okay, at the time when I saw it, I rated Star Wars as number one for me, okay. and I put Marvel and Lord of the Rings as tying for second because, I mean, but they're both amazing. I think I would rate Marvel as number one because. I haven't rewatched it yet, and I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to, but I haven't rewatched Endgame yet. Okay. Dude, like, that movie, I watched it twice opening weekend. It 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 killed me, man. Like, I was like, it, it I, that's how I'm going to feel when Episode Nine comes out for Star Wars, is like, I'm, get to, I'm ha- having to watch the end of an era in front of me. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, man, this is, this is kind of tough. Like, when, I mean... Spoilers for you idiots that haven't watched Endgame yet, but when like when Tony you it's it cuts to him and he has the gauntlet on, I'm like I knew it was coming because that was that was like one of the main theories in Infinity War when Doctor Strange gave up his Infinity Stone to save Iron Man. People were like the one scenario must involve him keeping Iron Man alive, and I was like that makes too much sense because this this highly intelligent person superhero isn't going to give up one of the infinity stones just to save tony like he, he yeah that he, would be really strange yeah <laughs> if he did anyways um <laughs> we'll get we'll get to your puns in a moment 
Um, but it's when I read that, I'm like, yep, I really, I knew going into Endgame, well, I didn't know. I had a strong feeling going into Endgame that Tony was going to die. Yeah. And I was like, I also thought Cap was going to die, but I was like metagaming it. I'm like, their contracts are up and they haven't re-signed. I don't feel as though they would have waited. I was like, they could be doing it for, you know, attention, like media attention. But Chris Evans had, had already stated that he wants to get more into like writing and directing. So I knew he was going to like be out in the sense of like, he just wanted to be done playing that character. And then I assumed Tony was going to martyr himself, which he did. And I was like, he's already tried to do it once. You know, he did it in the original Avengers. He took that bomb into space and then luckily he lived, but he's always had that bone in his body to like martyr himself to save the greater humanity or greater, you know, die for the greater cause. It's that, it's that guilt from his like past or whatever. Honestly, I think. I think it really is like you know all the warmongering kind of like he yeah. sold all these weapons and I mean it's crazy to think like you could track it all the way back to Iron Man one you know when he sees that Stark Industries bomb land in front of him. Yep. Like he probably he probably saw that a little bit when he, like right before he snapped his fingers or right before you know right when he was about to die, like. It's like we're even now, you know, for all the lives that my like my productions took, you know, I just saved it. I know he would. I think he would have done it anyways. But that was that was his turning point to become Iron Man. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I thought Endgame was was really good. But another another hot take is I oh, think no. Infinity. I think Infinity War was way better. You way better. What is happening? <laughs> Dude, you can't you can't say stuff like this around me. What is what? <laughs> Infinity oh. War is the best, the best, uh, the best Marvel movie they've made. I don't know what to say. I did not. I would. Well, I don't know what to say. I never <laughs> expected. I have had someone else tell me that, and they explained why, and then I killed them. But no, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never. <explain> why. <laughs> no, that's you'll, fair. You'll just have to. <laughs> holding out until you get the explanation it's like you're on your deathbed and you're like and you finally tell me <laughs> yeah you're like sitting there like holding the plug <laughs> like yeah and i was like oh, thanos my. is right and you're like pull it <laughs> that is actually one thing I, that is one small thing i disliked about in game was the first like 20 minutes felt so weird or like you know whatever the first 20 30 minutes where it's like they immediately kill Thanos. And I was like, where are they going with this? <laughs> Luckily, they I actually loved that. I so, loved that. That was one of my well, favorite no, no, parts no. Of, them, of the movie. I'm saying, like, when I first saw it, I was like, what is happening? Sure. And then they brought it back and it, it was just really well done. I was like, yeah. I'm so glad Thanos was able to figure this, like, you know, trial and error thing out. He's like, oh, they must have killed me in this other timeline. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. that is some like next level shit. And dude, th yeah, Thanos. I, I I was I was in the same boat as you. I thought Thanos. I thought there was no way that they could do. Like, I was like, what are they gonna do with Thanos? Like, it's really hard. And I thought what they did in Endgame with Thanos was just like actually perfect. Yeah, it, it was so good. It was yeah. so well well written, and it made sense. It he. He is highly intelligent and he knows how to use information to his advantage. 
and I, I thought it was really well done. Um, I'm interested to see where they go with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or I don't know what he's called now, Bucky. Uh, yeah. Because they have a show coming out on Disney Plus. I think it comes out next year. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, they they have a show guarantee coming out on Disney Plus, and that's going to be interesting. They also have a Wanda and Vision show. Is that like set in the past or something? Or what? I don't know. Okay. Because Vision is, I mean, is definitely dead. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm guessing it is in the past. I, I, because if you think about it, uh. There was a lot of time in between when Vision was introduced and when died. I think it was like three years or something. Yeah, there's some some amount of time passed for sure. Um, but yeah, Mar- Marvel is very good. Do you do you think where did you put Lord of the Rings? You put Lord of the Rings at second, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, I've just been a, I've been a huge Lord of the Rings. Like Lord of the Rings. I, I read those books multiple times. Like, Same. When I was a kid, I uh, like I I loved reading from the very first part point where I learned how to read. Like I would just read books all the time. And once I got old enough, and I don't remember how old I was, like young teenager or whatever, I started reading the Lord of the Rings. And I know people, you know, com- like complain about Lord of the Rings as being really boring. There's so many random like things that take up hundreds of pages for no purpose and stuff like that. And in the context of like modern fantasy books, like they're completely right. But at the time I was a kid and I had, you know, like this is my first like foray into fantasy and I, I just loved it so much. I mean, fantasy is my favorite, favorite genre. So well, he definitely, I, I mean, yeah, I, he creates and fills this world. So, oh yeah. For as dry oh, yeah. as it is, it is definitely vivid, you know, and you can, I, like, you can see the, the world he creates. I think that's just high level writing. Oh yeah. Yeah, he he he's a master at world building. Yeah. You know, the storytelling maybe not his his forte or whatever, but definitely, definitely a master of world building and like I I just got so sucked into it and then they you know, they made the movies and I was like Well, the movies oh. were also just so well done. Like that's how I feel yeah. all movies that are created from books should be. It's like yeah, you went off on some little things, but 95%, you know, I don't know what the percentage you would say, but a high percentage of that movie stuck to the books and you didn't, you didn't really fuck it up, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I, there's two series that I've read and love and I've read them both multiple times that the movies just immediately fucked it up. Uh, one, ones? the first one that I'll mention, uh, because this movie came out first was the book was Aragon. The series is called the inheritance cycle. Oh, I saw that. I saw the very first movie. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I'm sorry to say that. But... Oh, it is. It's okay. Have you read the book? <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I may have read the first book. If you, if you like fantasy, you should read the series, man. The, the, it's really good. The second book gets a little weird because they, they split the chapters in between the main character and someone else, and okay, I just didn't care about the other character. That's all I'll say. But the third and fourth books are both really good. I, I mean, there was one thing I there was one qualm I had with the, the ending. Won't say what it is, but you should read them. Uh, okay, very solid. The second series uh, being the Percy Jackson and the Olympian Olympians. Uh, okay. The first book was Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. It was 
probably like 50% accurate, but it just, they, the pacing was off. Like, one, they're way older. Like, he looks 15, 16, and he's supposed to be like 12, 13. And they he, love using older actors well, in Hollywood. It's like, I mean, I don't blame, I don't fault them. They're yeah, just, it's like you know, they're, yeah. they, they understand emotions and stuff better. But I mean, like, the girl they picked, dude, uh, to play the chick, I'm like, she is a fully developed woman. I'm like, you can't tell me that's a 12 year old girl, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's that's, like, that's really awkward. Like, yeah. you can't, like, okay, well. That was like the first thing, and then like, dude, they just they took a lot of liberties, and the the way the story played out just didn't work. It, it was not well done. But those are two of the worst book adaptations I've I've ever seen on on screen. Um, have you seen any other ones that have just failed? Oh man, this this is kind of recency bias because I just rewatched this movie like two days ago. Okay. Uh, but the the Watchmen movie is pretty bad. I I think I saw um, your tweet about that. I I didn't like weirdly and weirdly enough, it follows the like other than the ending, which we we talked about earlier. It follows the book like almost perfectly. Like oh, there's very little deviation from the story of the book, which is like generally what you want. But there's just something about it that I just didn't like. I, I can't explain it. I just I thought it was. I love uh, I love the actor the actor choices, like the the guy that they got to play Al. The, the well, I forget his real name, but the guy he's Negan in The Walking Dead. He played uh, the comic man or whatever, the comedian. Comedian, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And then the chick they got to play, whatever the other like superhero that the comedian like aped. Uh, the chick I forget her name, but she I I love her. Um, Are you talking about like the old woman or the younger one? The older woman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I lo- I loved her. She was good in that movie. I thought. Yeah, she I, wasn't like a huge role in it, but I thought she did. I thought she was pretty good in that. She plays. She plays. In, she played in another movie recently that I watched where she played. Uh, I think she. Oh, she's also in the the show Entourage. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but she tends to play like an older woman who is very confident in herself, and okay. I, it's just super attractive to me. So I love that about her. But she's also she she also sells it really well. It's like I believe you, <laughs> you know. It's it's something that I really love uh, about that. Oh man, you, you you have to watch the new the the Watchmen show if that's if if you like that kind of stuff. For okay. Sure. I, yeah, you have to. <laughs> what what is it? What does it come on? Like stars it's H- HBO. It's on HBO. Yeah. Okay. I uh, at my cousin um runs this uh, Plex server and. It's basically like he uploads all this stuff and I can just watch it for free. So I'll get him to put it on there for me. It's pretty great. Nice. Um, one, <laughs> one last thing I wanted to talk oh, I have two last things. Okay. So first, you are an envoy. Uh, you, you champion this, this thing uh, quite often. Probably, I would say every day of your life. Cargo shorts. Oh yeah, <laughs> we share this love. I because I too only wear really cargo shorts. I I I've worn like so. I can't, currently can't wear jeans because I've like I have the same I have a not a disorder but uh I have lymphedema in my lower left leg so it's like really swollen. So okay. I can't wear jeans, but I I I used to wear jeans like twice a year, 
you know, like if it was really, really cold and I maybe wanted to, you know, change it up, but man, cargo shorts are just the best. They, the function of them is great. You know, you have two extra pockets, uh, style and substance. <laughs> I don't know about style. Oh yeah. man. Oh, they don't, they don't have any style, but I like to pretend they do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. Cause did you, you tweeted something about a romper the other day? <laughs> Oh yeah. Was it? I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my. I want to just do ridiculous stuff, and I just want like everyone has these esports jerseys now that they wear for these things. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't. I'm not like a huge fan of the esports jersey for like you magic. Know, magic the Gathering. No. Yeah. With you. <laughs> so I want my jersey for the next year to be a romper that tapers into cargo shorts. <laughs> I, I just think it would be perfect. Everyone. You would just look there. like the most. Most random mechanic ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I would look like some like who they they'd be like who is this chucklehead they pulled off the street like, and you're at the, the top hell? table you're you're on you're on camera. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I I don't know what it is, man. I I think cargo shorts are, they're they just they're great, and I love that you uh you also love them. Um. The... To be fair, I've, I've I've come around on jeans. Um, so I I never wore a pair of jeans for like ten years. And I'm not even joking, because I I thought they were. I think I think jeans are incredibly uncomfortable. Oh really? And then, and then I've come. I I, I became aware that uh, now they put like spandex in jeans. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I didn't know that they did that. Now that I know that they do that, I've I've come around on jeans. They're not too bad anymore. So well. There's also different cuts and different, you know, fits. So you you, you kind of just have to find the right fit because I will, I will say that saying where it's like, you know, the perfect pair of jeans, you know, there's no better feel. And I, I do agree with that. I mean, being a bigger guy and you used to be, a, you know, bigger than you are now, but it's like being a bigger person at jeans are not as ideal as shorts. <laughs> like, just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. just yeah. let's, let's just be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, jeans are not kind of big guys. I'll tell you that much. They're not. Uh, it's yeah, they're not the nicest. So, the last question I want to ask you is, well, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you one short question, then one uh, one ending question. So, the short question I have is, you you love puns. You've already made a couple, and I made one for you. Uh, what do you think the ninth best pun you've ever made is? The ninth best one. Well, oh because God. you know you're you're really good at like nailing ninth place. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just outside the top eight pun I've ever made. Um, <laughs> you know the best X and three pun you've ever made. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to think. I had a. God, I'm not good at remembering this stuff. Unfortunately. No, you're fine. I what what I will say about your puns, man, is you. I have a friend who makes puns all the time and I hate him. Like I love him. He's like my, one of my best friends, but I hate him. And it, cause he'll make a pun and then just stare into my soul. And I'm like, you can't commit that hard to that pun. You have to know that it's really bad. And he's like, <laughs> Nope. And then he'll just make another one. He's like, see, I'm like, I, I don't like you. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to reveal a secret. Oh God. Of, of the pun making is that, my satisfaction over a pun is directly related to everyone else's pain and having heard it. <laughs> so, 
I just imagine you're like at a comedy show and you just go on stage and you just hear moaning and like booze from the audience and you're just like, yes, feed me. <laughs> right, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I live for. Um, so I wanna I wanna close on on this random question. How much money would it take for you you to admit that Shaheen is better at magic than you? Oh man, that is uh whew. how much money would it take for me to admit a lie? Uh, <laughs> uh I don't know. It would take a lot, I think. What right. what kind of admission does it have to be? Is it like a public admission of guilt kind you, of thing? It's like a notarized like thing Statement. that you Yeah. But he can like frame it. Yeah, it's 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 in the thousands. <laughs> okay, I don't know how I don't know how deep into the thousands we're talking, but you know that's my reputation on the line here. <laughs> I can't sell my soul for enough for like peanuts, you know. That's fair. That wasn't the real question I wanted to ask you, but I couldn't resist it. I was like, "This is so silly." <laughs> <laughs> what for real? This is the last question. Uh, if you had, if you let's say magic had not been successful for you, okay. what? What do you imagine yourself like? What other arena huh, would you uh, would you be in? Probably the Colosseum in Rome. Now, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I I think there's like two two possibilities. I I, I like writing a lot. Um, okay. So so something that is like writing related, like um, I don't think I would be like an actual journalist or whatever. Um, but I could see myself doing like some sort of like like either sports type journalism or like like fake journalism like i really yes, love like the, the onion, the onion mm-hmm. or like the hard time you know like that kind of stuff like yeah. those kind of fake publications maybe something along those lines i don't know if i could get into it it's probably really tough to get into that kind of stuff or it doesn't pay very well uh or both um yeah i've thought about doing like I, i've thought about you know if i you know possible careers for me one was like writing movie reviews and I'm okay. like, that's gotta, that's gotta be just one of the toughest things to break into because yeah. you have to be a good writer, which I'm not. You have to properly, you have to be unbiased. I feel, you know, you can't, you can't like a movie review can't be, oh, I liked it. You have to you know, explain, you know, what about it you liked and what about it it did well and what it didn't do well, stuff like that. And sometimes when I watch a movie. My end result is just overall, I had a good feeling about it and I liked it, you know, depending on what the movie is. If it's like you've seen, have you seen Knives Out? I have, yeah. So like Knives Out, that's a movie you want to break down. But a movie like Elf, which I watched last night, which ironically enough is directed by Jon Favreau, who also directed Iron Man 1 and 2 and Avengers. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's also in those movies too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he... I don't think he was in Elf. I can't remember. But anyways, it's like watching a movie like that. It's like, I'm just going to care how I feel at the end of it, you know, because it's it made me happy. It's like a feel good movie. Exactly. It's not I'm not supposed to break it down. So it's like you have to have that awareness and stuff like that. So I do imagine breaking into that field, kind of like what you were saying, is very tough. Like sports journalism is got to be one of the toughest things because it's like when you state an opinion or, or something, most people are just going to be like, I don't know who you are. I don't care. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, and there's so many people who like it, there's so many people who want to do it or can do it. Like it's it's not like uh it's not like a thing where it's like it's like we're 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 running out of people who want to write about this, you know? Exactly. Like, it's there's a... so many people who want to do it and it's like you might like like you might be like the best movie critic and you would just never get you could there's just a super huge chance you still never get noticed, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, it's hard to break through. Certainly. I, uh, well, man, that was it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's, it's been, I mean, this hour flew by. Oh yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I love, I love talking, talking about random stuff. So I love talking about talking. That's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, man. Cool, dude.